0: Hello and welcome to Oh Mother, Where Art Thou? The Barcelona-based podcast about life as a parent, what we do for fun and where to go for help. I'm Lucy, I'm your host and you're listening to episode 6. Coming up is Kat Lovell, an English mum with two boys. Kat is a relocation consultant who specialises in school applications here in Barcelona. We chat about her job, her IVF, her births, and she explains the school applications process or pre inscription step by step. For more information or to contact me, go straight to omotherbarcelona.com. So here's the interview. Kat, thank you so much for coming today. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Welcome to Oh Mother, Where Art Now? Yes. I invited you here on the podcast because if I have a problem with something to do with paperwork here in Barcelona, <laughs> you are who I call and excellent. I know it's coming around to that time of year mm-hmm. and I know that you're particularly good at school applications, I so like that's you. why I've I've asked you here mm-hmm. what's your job what what do you do?
1: So I have a relocation and a lifestyle business okay and help with anything to do with moving here from abroad or because you might move here and you're single you might get married here and then you have children and you don't know anything about having children in any country so I help people with school applications all year round but obviously there's a lot more people looking at the time when you do the pre-inscription and pre enrollment and the enrollment. so that's starting from kind of April next year with the actual pre-inscription but I help people as they come here when they move here I help them get into whatever year group they need to be and help them in terms of languages because maybe they've come here without any language or maybe they're too busy and it's an important thing for them because it's you know their kids education and here the educational system is long they're here for they're in school from nine till five so it's important to parents and for the kids that they get it right so I'm here to help if anybody isn't sure exactly what the school systems are and how the educational system and works here, what they want for their child, what's available for the child, how much things cost, or if it's free, and um, just to give advice, information, or
0: to help them with the whole application process. So, it's literally, fun. you everything you can just yeah. totally help. So, so, basically, like a concierge, concierge services. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, right.
1: I think relocation you're a real estate agent because you help look for homes for people, whether they're buying or renting. You help buy cars for people with people with clients. You might help with schools, you might help with your bureaucracy. You might help with anything um, paperwork or anything that you need and yeah concierge really comes and you it call it that difficult.
0: a relocation, relocation consultant. consultant yeah okay yeah.
1: cool even though and I add the lifestyle bit because there's a lot of people living here that have been here for years but maybe they're just starting something new or they're you know something changes and they don't have the language yet or they're busy and they want somebody to help them out can with you something.
0: help like set some set up a business or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah
1: yeah legal aspects I yeah. work with other people so that mm. legally it's all done properly yeah. but i I will help with uh, making sure that everything Ideas, runs smoothly. Finding a locale, yeah. that sort yeah. of thing. Oh, yeah. wow. So you do everything. Yeah. Well, it's fun because I'm cool. a sort of person that gets bored really easily. And in this job, you can't because every day is different. So that's really that's good. Nice. And do you just have to
0: sit in an office or no. do you get out and about and do I'm always out and about. Yeah. Oh, always. wow. Yeah. Because it's
1: a pretty cool job. Yeah. yeah I really like it. It's a good <laughs> job. It's a really good job. But when I have any free time, because I love the school's aspect of yeah. it, it's, well, I've got two small kids, so it's interesting, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, i think that it's really changing here as well so it's really interesting in terms of the different styles of teaching and the educational systems but also i just really enjoy it so whenever i have times when i'm not meeting with clients or i've just got a free hour or something i'll book an appointment to see a school that i haven't seen before really
0: so you're like Mm. you even go to see them when you don't
1: have a client yeah i've probably seen about 80 percent of the public and either with clients or on my own just because i want to have an opinion you know and i won't give my opinion to Clients before they make their own opinion, but then Mm. when they ask me, I'm not just saying something from a website which Mm. anyone can read. Yeah,
0: okay. Mm -hmm. So, why did you start doing
1: this? (laughs) Well, I wanted to start my own business. Uh, I have wanted to do that for a while, and I have two small children. And I was thinking that when my youngest went to nursery and started nursery or started school, I wanted to have something to do and not just you know then start something. I wanted it to be up and running and going, you know, so that I was busy and interested. Oh, I'm so so many women feel
0: like that. Yeah, I think yeah. you do
1: because I started when I was pregnant, and yeah. I think that's normal, isn't mm. it? Like you get a bit antsy and yeah. you're like, oh, I really want to do something, and you you are doing quite a lot at the time. (laughs) But you just want to do something different. So I was just thinking, what could I do? And I had tons of ideas, and I was thinking tons of things around kids and. Um, different ideas of what I could do and nothing worked like I would always come up the next day and think oh I don't really want to do that and doesn't I don't, really it doesn't fit. really fit yeah. with what I want to do and then I've been doing this job this is my second year I'm in the second year of it of the actual business being up and running but I've been doing it for such a long time for everyone
0: I know yeah people like me yeah. for <laughs> you
1: know, everyone I know I've been doing like little bits and different pieces mm-hmm. of it and helping people with the whole thing and then I suddenly put it all together I was like why am I not doing that the next literally the next day I phoned a friend of mine who's amazing at websites. She's fantastic. And I said, look, I really want to do this. Will you help me? And uh, And she said, uh, "She said, yeah. So we got together. And within a week, we'd started the website and everything was up and running.
0: Amazing. I think
1: when you have that idea and, and it and feels it, right and yeah. it just clicks and then you run with it. Mm. And yeah, everyone says that. But until you actually have the idea, you don't realise yeah. it's true. I felt a
0: bit like that when I thought of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. When like I knew... It was putting myself out there so big, like I mm. was terrified to make myself a voice that yeah. people could hear essentially, even though I do that a lot in person. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh I was
1: but it felt right. Just mm. felt right to roll with it. And, and you have ups and downs anyway, with everything, especially when you've got kids like this. This trimester's been really tough. My youngest just started nursery, he's just been ill. As mm. with all kids. It's this term, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone has. Yeah. It's been it's been a tough trimester. But I think if you really enjoy your job, you can get through through those tough bits, but if I tried to plug on with something I didn't like, it would have. I would have really struggled. So in that case, do so you just decline jobs sometimes if it's becoming too much? I mean, you never want to turn down work because no, that's always exactly. a slippery slope. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so I don't really do NEOS and things for anybody that isn't a client. Like the bureaucracy side of things and paperwork, I do it for relocation clients. Oh, I take off all my time. Clients, everybody, yeah. everybody wants a NEO I'd be in the NEO office
0: 24/7. Yeah.
1: Or nine to one when it's open. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough good yeah. knowledge.
0: So how many people do you think you've helped in two years find schools? Schools. Um
1: about 55, 60 families Oh wow. Yeah. Oh
0: wow. So so that makes you pretty up on the knowledge, no? Well yeah. In every area or just in the centre or
1: um most of the time I'm within Barcelona. Within, within yeah, Barcelona. Yeah. Um but if I get a client that's somewhere that I haven't been, then I go and recce the schools and stuff like that. With so them if necessary. Well normally on my own, because they're normally not here. You oh, know, it's right, normally yeah. before they arrive. So I just to have to get up to date with things before they arrive um and also it's good to know the schools in different areas but I'm not going to do it actively do it until I've got a client because yeah. it might not be so much cool for it places so just... like Sankulgat I generally do more private schools or you know because yeah, yeah. people that move there, international families that move there generally want that
0: so Kat can you tell me about your family yes
1: so I am married to Alberto, who is Catalan, mm-hmm. um, and he's lived here his whole life. Mm-hmm. We have two children. We've got Santi, who is four, and Mateo, who's one. Well, 17 months. I guess you have to do months. Right, yeah, said so it's
0: similar to Sam, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, just before me. Yeah, just before. Yeah, nice. Okay, so you've got two kids. Yes and a lovely Catalan husband I do wonderful in-laws do they live here they do yeah
1: Yeah. both of them so I'm lucky in that sense you Mm. know as an international person I do understand that I have that bonus yeah Yeah, because so many friends you know they're constantly they want to go out they want to do something but Mm. they don't have any support here and I do yeah I get that
0: you really have to create a family with your friends. You have and to. I have, like, totally. Yeah. Like, I have some of the
1: best friends ever after being pregnant and having little kids, and the same. We go on holidays together, and yeah, yeah. well, you chat about different colors of poo and all that sort of stuff. You're going to be family pretty Actually, fast. Actually, your
0: group of friends isn't that what started Barcelona Babies? We all met together, but Miriam started it. Yeah, yeah. and she she started it as it as a group with just you girls, didn't? Yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, it was just us, and at it's the grown start. from that. And yeah. that what was that four years ago? Yeah, four years ago. Oh, yeah. It's mad, isn't it? It is. And yeah. you guys are all still really good friends. But that on shows how that much it an was antenatal class. It was an anti It was yeah. an English
1: antenatal because I thought I want to do something in English yeah. and meet some other English-speaking mums. Yeah. And there's quite a few of us who have started our own businesses. Is, is, yeah. And I think that's it, though, isn't it? When you get like your tribe of people and your family, you feel
0: like a real confidence. You really empower mm. each other. Mm. It is empowering to see people start it up, you know, and yeah. for it to be successful. It's really. it makes you think it's totally doable.
1: Yeah and Mm -hmm. I think Barcelona is a great place to do it too so where do you live I live I say Gracia but that's kind of not not totally true because I live in Gracia but I'm in the north of Gracia so I'm at the start of La Salud but when I say Gracia people are like oh how cool but I'm not cool so I don't live in Gracia you don't live in the little old town I'm not hippie enough no, no I'm not cool enough so where are you
0: from I am from England I'm from Bristol Bristol Mm -hmm. are you I didn't know that did you yeah Yeah. no I love Bristol and your partner is from here he's from here here born here raised here yeah so why did
1: you originally move here so I moved here on my own I just decided that I wanted to live in Spain I'd been here just once I think but I really liked it and I thought I either needed to go to Madrid or Barcelona for work. I was working in international events. And when did you meet I met Alberto. Alberto? I met him about seven months after I moved here. Oh, wow. So that, because really? I didn't speak any Spanish before I got here. And had I don't know how, but I just had no idea of the Catalan. No idea. <laughs> no idea. I know a lot of people that move here and don't realise
0: that it's such a big It's amazing, big isn't thing. it?
1: Like, I'm so embarrassed now. Now that I'm here, I'm so embarrassed that I didn't know that it was such a big deal. Or even yeah. really think about Catalan at mm. all. And um, And yeah, I didn't have either language. So I was learning and then having a Spanish boyfriend accelerates the learning a lot faster. So
0: how long ago did you move here? Moved here nine years ago. Nine years. So you speak really good Spanish in nine years. That's not bad, yeah. And that's from living with a Catalan man. Well, because
1: his English was awful at the beginning. My Spanish was awful. His was like, my tailor is rich, open the door, shut the window. That was pretty much. So he (laughs) would speak to me in Spanish and I would speak to him in English. And that's really the only way we kind of understand 20% of what we were saying but mm. it worked you it did fine. really go out with him for Spanish yeah. didn't you <laughs> yeah yeah completely well because I was like I need to be with the Spaniard you know the, the Latin people yeah yeah so and then, but we still speak in our own languages even though both of us are fluent now we still speak I speak to him in English and he replies in Castilian. no way
0: yeah. really yeah, yeah,
1: yeah when you just get to know someone in a language it's difficult then to change like they do here if they speak to someone in Castellano then they always speak in, in, English, or, or in English, or in English or in Catalan mm. you know Then they they won't swap. So we just never swapped, and it works really well with the kids now.
0: And also, you can be more yourself. However
1: fluent you are, you're more yourself.
0: So you don't have a conversation in one language. No.
1: Unless we're with his family, and then we we all speak in Castellano. My family, we all speak in English. But no.
0: Oh my god! I've been here seven years, and I'm so far behind that. It's difficult when you've got an
1: English husband. (laughs) I just everything
0: in the house is in English. When did you know you wanted kids? I've always wanted
1: kids, always. And I've always been really like the person at the party who was always looking after the cousins and stuff. I've always wanted kids. And then we went to Bristol for a year and a half and then we came back here again and we were engaged and we were getting married and we were like, shall we just start trying now? We were desperate to have kids. Oh, he wanted them as he well. Wanted he wanted to as well taking yeah. yeah, yeah, taking okay, on cool. board. Yeah, okay, cool. And so we started before the wedding and but it didn't happen. When I got back here from Bristol, I had quite a bad um, accident on BC and had a bad head injury and was in hospital for a while and it left me with a few like brain injury issues that I still have like cognitive problems and balance and food and also hormonal problems and I realized I couldn't have kids because I lost a fallopian tube from scar tissue from the from the accident and also I um my hormones were all out of whack and I just couldn't ovulate and things like that All from a bike yeah well I wasn't wearing a helmet always wear a helmet but I was on a bike Wayne and there was a car and it opened its door into my head. I didn't need surgery but I had a bleed on the brain and so it just you know messed things up a little and bit. And
0: what about your fallopian tube? How did that? Um,
1: because I was knocked into onto the floor. Onto the bike? Onto the bike
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. That is so horrible I'm so
1: sorry. Yeah, no that's okay well things happen don't they and but it did mean that we couldn't have kids naturally and so after we got married we then decided just to start all the tests and decide which way we'd go. So we went straight into IVF we did it um, in Barcelona Instituto Marquez and they were incredible we really wanted kids and we didn't want to waste any more time so we went down that route and we got really really lucky and had Santi from the first one wow Yeah, nothing out no other embryos left to freeze or anything so um, we just had him on the last day that mm. one embryo but we got really lucky and, and and he stuck so yeah we when we have now little video of him being conceived and oh the first really? five days
0: yeah what I thought that would be what, what like microscopic yeah, like no. in the tube.
1: Yeah, because we bought the camera thing so that we could watch it online. You can see the sperm going into the egg. Yeah,
0: yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. And also That's the first five days cool. of all the cells
1: like multiplying and dividing and stuff. And um, and it's to music because they put an iPod in with it to stimulate the growth. We tried again three years later and we got really lucky again. Only one left and had my thing. So we were in, not fortunate to have to do IVF in the first place, but really lucky that it worth, worked both times first time. Yeah, amazing. Hmm. Amazing. Yes.
0: Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. And well done Thank for going you. through all of that. Are you going to do it again? No, God, no. They're really expensive, our children, <laughs> before they're even conceived. <laughs> so nice. Like, <laughs> I think we
1: would have had three. Alberto always wanted three. Yeah. Um, we would have had three if it had been a natural thing, but um, no, we won't have any more IVF babies. No. We're not going to do I'm an old.
0: Amelia arm, are you? What's that? And say this, and then you're going to be like pregnant with your no. third no. No. girl.
1: No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Unless some miracle <laughs> happens naturally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then no. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you give birth? So with Santi, I gave birth at maternidad. I ended up being induced mm. uh, for possible preeclampsia, but they went backwards and forwards as to whether I had it or not. And then at the end of the, I was being sent home. And then someone came in and said, okay, let's go and induce you. So it was a bit confusing. And I think if I, I'm quite a strong person and I should have been a bit stronger at that point and be like, no, can we be sure? You know, mm. but they said, we're sure it's all done. So they induced me and it was just super long. It's a very long story, but yeah, super long. And then in the end of it, I had an emergency c section where the um, epidural didn't work and it was agony.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, no, it was terrible. It was well, that a sounds terrible. It was. And so I think the worked... induction
1: was really long. It, it ended long. in a c The induction worked immediately, really quickly. And uh-huh. I got into labour really, really fast, but I didn't progress very quickly. And then I got to eight centimetres and just got stuck. And uh-huh. Santi's heartbeat was going down. He was in distress and I got rushed to theatre for the c section. And the, there's a training hospital and a trainee, not that I don't agree with that I do agree with it but um not for me <laughs> with everyone else and uh, and the trainee put the uh put the epidural in and it just didn't work it was just and she kept saying can you still feel this you know with the liquid and i said yeah i can still feel it a little bit less but i can still feel it and she said i'm sorry but we've got to start because the baby was in distress which i get you know and i'm totally happy that he was fine and that's the best part of it but it was really 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 painful i feel more sorry for alberto because he was sat holding my hand and i was just in so much pain and uh oh, must have been oh awful yeah. but the worst part of it for me was that they lifted him up and they went to show him to me and I'm this person that's always wanted kids I struggled to have children and I was really excited to finally have that moment that everyone talks about and I was in so much pain because I could feel them stitching me up that I just said I didn't want to speak to him I didn't want to see oh him oh my
0: god and I god. pushed him
1: away like I don't want to see it I couldn't deal with him and so I, I didn't even know what I was having it was a and I didn't care at that point you know I didn't know if it was boy, a good boy or right? girl right? right? yeah. yeah and I didn't ask and I didn't Care Oof. and Alberto held him first, took him out to my mum. She held him. I was thinking, Have I got postnatal depression? What's wrong with me? Why don't I want to see my baby? And then 10 minutes later, when all the drugs that did work kicked in, I was super excited yeah. to see him. And I had that moment, but oh, it was late. Gave
0: goosebumps. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> but it was late, and that I, I I carried that with me, and I still do,
0: I think. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But imagine, I really think that our bodies do these things for a reason, probably. You know, like, yeah, I never you, thought of it that yeah, way. And that you're like protecting yourself from yeah. you know blaming him for the yeah. pain you were in or anything like that maybe you know? could be yeah and with mateo your second one so
1: with mateo i was really nervous because of what had happened with santi and i really struggled you know because i wanted the birth plan that i wanted but also knew that that was rubbish you know yeah. that you can <laughs> choose a birth plan or you like but whatever happens happens yeah. so we decided to go to Sandra Juan de and I really really liked I really liked it it was a great experience I got a midwife who was in training but had been a nurse for years so she was like 35 or something and she was really excited to be doing this mm. you know and being a midwife and loved her job and I explained from the beginning I went into labour naturally which I'd never done mm. and my waters broke on the sofa and I jumped up like what yeah, be amazing. careful with the sofa you know because they say that it kills everything that it comes in contact oh, really? with yeah, so I was like, "Wipe it down," um, and I was really excited. And then went to hospital and told her, you know, I really, really, really want to give birth naturally. I wanted a back and just said, "Please, please fight for me." You know, I really and I fight for myself because I felt a lot stronger there. But I really didn't want a caesarean. But then the same things happened and the heart rate was going down, and I thought, "Oh, this is going the wrong way." Then I had to have an epidural because I said, "Look, if it's looking like a caesarean, I want an epidural. I want to make sure it works." Mm. just in case i have yeah of course your
0: your previous history like there's no way i'm risking that (laughs) i was like we're not doing an emergency epidural (laughs) just in
1: case so i ended up having an epidural and then my midwife was so good i can't thank her enough and she just let me push for longer than i should have i pushed for four hours and at at like two hours and three hours is normally the limit that they let you go they were all saying we need to get her in and she said i think she can do it i think she can do it and then suddenly wheeled in was this mirror and i thought what Mm -hmm. nobody had ever told me about a mirror and mm. she said, You're about to he's about to come out. And I watched him being born and I was like, Wow,
0: this is incredible. It's just amazing. So yeah. then so your last birth. And you're calling it your last birth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> was um a good experience. Really good. Like yeah. really, really tough.
1: It was long again. I guess because I'd never had an actual birth. Mm-hmm. I'd never had a vaginal birth. So it was
0: it was baby had to get through the canal. Exactly. Yeah. It was All new muscles being used. Exactly. And possibly scar tissue in places that
1: Exactly. So it's like difficult. it's like the first time, I guess, for most people, most people it's not like like yeah, it's the second time and it's a lot faster mm. so it was it was another long birth but and you had an amazing midwife which incredible, makes a huge incredible. difference yeah. and like a respected birth all around I had a brilliant team and that's amazing. what made the difference otherwise I would have had a c-section
0: and you felt respected in really your choices respected. and how you yeah. wanted it to go yeah and that made but also a guided huge in
1: a gentle way you yeah, know because yeah. I need to be guided but I think I think headstrong.
0: that's 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 a strong thing as well a really important mm. thing to talk about is that we want a respected birth but we got to trust these people know what they're doing we are not doctors yeah exactly or midwives or nurses or anything that and at the
1: end of the day you need to have a healthy baby that's what you want that's what their goal is and that's what your goal is
0: thank you for those wonderful stories if it's okay with you kat i would like to move on to the school application process Sure. Okay. So let's just go through step by step how you go into this process of finding okay. a school and applying for a school. Is that okay? Sure. Boom. But
1: massive disclaimer at the start that with everything in Spain and Barcelona in particular the rules and regulations and the documentation and everything changes all the time yeah so this is information from this last year yep. we don't have the information from yet for from
0: 2017
1: Seventeen. Yeah. going into 2018 we don't have the information yet for for next year
0: yeah it doesn't change drastically not yet but it might yeah. it hasn't for the last three four years but it could okay yeah. so make sure that you check that this is up to date exactly before you take all this advice exactly but this is where we'll start so okay. we're
1: talking specifically I think we're going to just talk about P3 the start but process. Process. the process
0: start of school in mm-hmm. Barcelona or Barcelona area right
1: yeah so how old do kids go to school so you start looking um, when they're two and they start school at either when they're two or when they're three so the school year runs from September to June to the mm-hmm. end of June just after the San Juan and um, but they take the age group from January
0: to December. Okay, so everyone with a birthday in 2015 is yep. in P3 right now. Yeah. So, next year, yep. anyone born from January 2016 to yep. December 2016 yep. will go into P3 in September. If they want to. It's not compulsory. Right. But yeah, okay. if you want
1: your kid to go into P3 then, yep, that's
0: that's the year group. If you don't, you don't have to do anything?
1: Nope, not until not until first year of primary. Until it's six. six. Okay, yeah. okay, right. Yeah. That's when compulsory education starts
0: okay so what if your birthday's like the 31st of december is there any overlap no no if we're talking about public and contentada the official
1: rule is that it's until december the 31st mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. no leeway contentada is a little bit more leeway normally mm-hmm. but only once you're in and if there's space in the in the year above but mm-hmm. the official stance is is no it's done from january to december the
0: 31st and that's it okay so what types of schools you talked to them talked about them briefly there mm-hmm. there's Public? Public schools? Yeah. Public schools, contetada, which is. Concertada.
1: Concertada, (laughs) yeah. Concertada. And private. Yeah. Is that it? International private, like there's a different type of um, private school, different curriculums. Right, okay. So you do different. You might do A levels, or you might do the American equivalent of mm. the of the A levels. Or and the there's specialist. even a, an international equivalent. Uh, the IB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. International Baccalaureate. So there's lots of different ones for the private side. And the application for that is direct. Isn't direct. It? So you, there's yeah.
0: no process for applications for no. private or international. No. You, you need just a space. go straight person to person yeah. and sign some forms. Right? If there's a
1: space and you get through the interview
0: and your kids get through the interviews in some of the schools, then uh, then you're offered a place. Right, okay. Yeah. Whereas where the public and the concertada mm-hmm. is one process for yep. all of them. For all of them. Yeah? And they all go on the same list. And, right. Uh, the you choices and the same are all time. put together. It's not like one list of no. public, one list of concertadas. All together. together. Okay, mm-hmm. and... Um, What's the difference between the school types? Let's let's mm-hmm. just do pu- let's do public and concertada.
1: Let's okay. concentrate on those. So public schools are free. Sometimes for some of the schools you have to pay for books and materials, but it's not a huge cost. You know, it's very low low cost. You'll have to pay for lunches if you're going to stay. They're going to stay there for lunches because the whole pack lunch idea doesn't doesn't happen here. You know, mm. they get fed there either. You know, they have kitchens there and they cook on catering, site, yes. or they or they bring it on on site from a catering company. So so stop. Let me just get that.
0: Straight The lunch break Which is What an hour? Two hours And you either Stay at school And pay for food Yeah Or you go home yeah, and you, you can up and go you come home. back again. Yeah, so you can yeah. go home for the lunch break and then yeah. siesta or something. Yeah. And then go back so to school. So for
1: P3, that's going to be from one till three generally. And you yeah. can pick them up and then take them back again to school. I tried it hours. and it was so difficult. Yeah. Eight
0: trips to school, yeah. trying to get your child who wants a two hour nap to have a 45 minute nap yeah. after having a slow lunch because they're tired. All Sam's naps were in the buggies and then I'd have to wake him up to get. Oh, it was just. Yeah, just it's too much. Awful. It's too complicated. Yeah, yeah. And so that was. Unless really hard. We took them out and they
1: didn't go back for the afternoon, you know. Yeah, and, and, and some schools night. are
0: fine with that. I, so some I, schools are, yeah. Concertadas
1: are always in everything a little bit more flexible because you're paying, right? You know, okay. So,
0: so public is free, free in inverted commas, in inverted commas. yeah. Um, apart from lunches and maybe materials, some materials, materials maybe, maybe, maybe some excursions, excursions yeah. yeah. Okay, so how much is that
1: like on average? Would you say it depends on the area that you're in and the school that you're in, but maybe 120 to 170 for lunches. Depends, depends right. where mm-hmm. you are. Um, and then materials a month. A month. Yeah. Yeah. And then materials, maybe
0: 50, 50 a term. A term. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's not yeah, okay, that's good. And um then concertadas. Yeah. So what's the deal with concertadas What's the difference? So concertada
1: is semi private, semi public. Um, so it's funded by the government, but also you pay for your kid to go to school there as well, so it's so it's privately funded. The biggest difference is that, you know, mm-hmm. that the expense is more, depends where you go to how much the concertada are Cost. you can range from without lunches can range from 150 180 to 450 you know depending on the area that you go to mm-hmm. and then you pay for lunches as well which is a similar price you pay for excursions on top of it you pay for um uniforms if they have a uniform like PE kit type mm-hmm. uniform you know that they wear a couple of days a week um the difference that I would always say to people is that Conteotelas because it's semi-private as well they have much more autonomy over who they have to hire someone, yeah. um, who they
0: take right, on. It's, so it's easier to get rid of someone get rid of and them. and hire someone. Yeah. So I was looking for a place where you could look at ratings no. and um, results Grades, yeah. No. it's crazy that that doesn't exist, No. maybe you should start I am it. doing it, okay. I collate all the results and everything
1: because also when people ask me is this a good school, some people ask it because they want love and they want that, you know, they want to feel that their child is going in and just being cuddled yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and some people want grades, mm. you know, and we're all different okay. everybody wants to know, okay they're three now but when they get to 12 and they start getting, you know, exams and stuff and then when you get to 16 and the real exams come how is the school doing you know so yeah I put together the results as they are at the moment but it's constant you know it's Mm. constantly changing no it's 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 really good but it's not all about grades maybe because the methodologies now are changing the last four or five years Barcelona's really done very well I'm mm. really proud of it you know as a city (laughs) no, because it's doing really well there's a lot more choice Mm -hmm. rather than the kind of go in sit down learn something by rote and then vomit it back on a page you know which is just traditionally yeah Yeah. it's very teacher-led and very traditional learning here um and now we've got all this free learning this and then you've got also um you've got all the montessori there's more montessoris if Mm -hmm. you want to go that way or there's just a lot of project-based which is brilliant you know i
0: think that project-based is really good for a lot of kids um and it just
1: depends on the family really what you're looking for
0: so within in the public system what you're mm-hmm. saying is there's varied methodologies as well of course yeah and oh, right. okay. especially the last few years so it's not like in the uk where it's pretty much like standard standardized right. yeah. and yeah. it has to be kind of thing and fit into the rules yeah so then you move into the concertada world mm-hmm. and is it really varied or are they all pretty similar or no it's really varied yeah it's really varied i think at the
1: moment that most of the publics are the same in the way that they teach, you know, and when you're talking about P3, you're looking at more of an extension of nursery, you know, you're, right. not, you're not looking at, oh my god, I'm sending my kid to school, it's more like a preschool environment where they're playing yeah. a lot.
0: my son's teacher actually said, think of this year as adaptation. Yeah. The year, yeah. right, yeah. where we're adapting your child yeah. to the way to think about school, yeah. like how to go to toilet at school, yeah. how to deal with the playgrounds, how yeah. to deal with their friends, the whole year is adaptation. And that made me sort of go, okay, no pressure. He's just learning how to be at school. There's no, like, he doesn't really have to do anything. Well,
1: I think as well, I went to a parent teacher when Santi was in P3, and my first parent teacher, and I sat down with the teacher, and I'm very organised, and I was like, so, what will he be learning? You know, what will he get out of this term? And she was just like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) And I was like, but what are the, like, milestones, what he's going to get to and everything? She was like, we're just really playing a lot. Um, And maybe by the end of the year, he'll write his name. And actually, I was just a bit like, oh, no, that's really good. I'm really happy with that. <laughs> what am I doing? Like, Will he be doing his times tables? Yeah,
0: he doing, no. you know. He's three. Yeah, so. see, Oscar's coming home and telling me colours in Catalan already. Exactly. And I'm like, that's amazing. But the good thing is they're not putting pressure on it. They're no. learning,
1: but they're not saying, by this point next month, they need to know this. They need to know that. There's no real pressure, I think but the they just teach I think the
0: really minimal, isn't it, yeah. in the first few years? Like yeah. they, and it should like be, they like, that's the, Like, they have to start writing letters by yeah. the end of the first yeah, year yeah, type yeah. thing yeah. yeah no it's good okay okay so we're talking a lot about open doors already I know that most people listening to this will be thinking about it from the beginning We're releas- they should because we're, we're in releas- January yeah and we're releasing time. it at the point where it's like time to start thinking about this yeah. right yeah so um tell me what is the standard, standard application process and
1: stages. Okay, so I would recommend that from January you start your spreadsheet, as we've discussed, <laughs> okay. to get your Excel list down. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to go you need to look at the catchment area that you're in. And how do you do that? So you need to go on the um Consorci websites. For if you're within Barcelona. Uh, yeah. Go so. on the consorcy website and then put in your postcode. Yeah. And then it will come up with a list of all all the public and
0: content that other schools. Oh wow! That are in your so area. all the possibilities for your pre-inscription. Okay, so you've got postcode, you've got a zone, mm-hmm. and you've got the schools within that. And mm-hmm. why are they
1: a preference over the other ones? You them? get the most points for right. them. You've got the most chance of getting into them. Don't like rest on your laurels and think I've got a school two blocks from me that's going to be in my catchment area because your catchment area could start from your street and go the other way. So you need to be careful that you put down. So what I always do is I'll put down the um, all of the in the catchment area on an Excel I'll put all the details for it then I'll put a little open day um, column wait for those to come in and add them each time they come in just be careful because everybody says open days are like March but they're not March. February's the biggest one but there are some in January so what if you miss it? Mm, it's tricky because you can go what I do with my clients is I get them to go to all of the open days and then narrow it down to a few that they want to know more information about and then I'll go with them I'll book so an you appointment can go, you can go apart from the open day you can go as you well. Can but they don't love it. It's difficult if it's around their time of the open day. They're just like, we've got an open day. You just have to contact,
0: and it's so hard. You do. You don't you have do. the language. You and do. You're worried. Last about year,
1: it. I noticed that a lot more were on their websites. The year before, mm. it was really tricky. Get that list done first, so you know where you're starting. You know which which schools you want to start from. If you want to look further afield, look further afield. But also take into account that it it's quite nice having a local school. Yeah. You know because you you cross the road and Santi will see one of his mates and be mm. like, oh,
0: lady, Or just you go. The park after just school, just go to the park after yeah, school
1: yeah. or your community area or whatever. And there's always kids there that go to the same school, and that's quite nice. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we're at the stage of um, open days, mm-hmm. okay, and we're going to all these open days. It's completely in Catalan. Yeah. Spanish? No. Just Catalan. Mm-hmm. And um, what do, what is an open day like?
1: So you'll go in and you'll be herded in like a big cattle of uh, sheep or cows, you know, just herded into one space. They'll give you a presentation, normally, like the assembly hall or like something. Like an assembly hall or the or the main foyer mm-hmm. area. Depends on how big the school is. Some don't have the assembly hall, so they have mm-hmm. a main foyer. And um, and they'll do like a big open presentation about generally what their school is about. Um, mm-hmm. Also let people know when they need to start applying and how how they do that process and who they need to go to at the school if that's their top school. Um and then they'll say right now we're going to take you off in groups normally and show you around the school. You do a bit of a show and tell, maybe some of the older kids will come and tell you and do some questions and answers. You know that's quite nice when they mm-hmm. do that. Yeah
0: yeah that's they'll nice.
1: show you the maybe a menu of what food they serve, mm-hmm. um show you the kitchen if they have one and just basically give you a bit of a tour of the school and answer questions at that point. But remember you're with a lot of people, you know, especially mm. popular schools there's a lot of people so you just need to be confident
0: one tip that I have is that I emailed ahead of the open day yeah you can ask I, for English and I said yeah. if there's anyone that I could speak to in English mm-hmm. on the day mm-hmm. uh, or have a tour with in English that would really help Yeah, uh, because my Catalan is very bad right <laughs> yeah. uh, or non-existent as the case may be yeah. I'm, I'm learning a bock. yeah um, <laughs> and that really really helped some yeah. of the schools did it yeah. and I felt like in Instantly yeah. warmed to them the yeah. school and everything and also the way that they reply to you from that yeah, message yeah exactly you know, and everything whether like they, they, were they
1: can or they really want to but they can't or they yeah, just yeah. say no so I will always do that with my clients because I don't go to open days with clients so you set it up to have someone there who might speak English if they them. do mm-hmm. yeah. so I'll set it up and very often clients will come back and go oh we met this other English couple they were like how did you do that yeah. you know and you would like just ask yeah, just yeah. ask so yeah. yeah always ask Yeah, don't ask do get and so if you can't do that Mm. or you don't take someone with you maybe a friend who could um translate for you or at least ask questions like pertinent questions that you've Mm -hmm. got
0: so those were free play project based traditional you know all of these things one story Mm -hmm. i was really clueless Mm -hmm. if at this stage Mm -hmm. last year yeah pretty pretty clued Mm -hmm. clueless even like the project based i mean what is project based so the easiest way to think of it and how i learned
1: what it was is if you are learning about um you're trying to learn geography or maths or a subject you know in a roundabout way because they're tiny you know but if you're trying to learn something about a main subject people's brains work in a different way so some brains some kids brains and adult brains are mathematical some are more creative some are more kind of oh i'm just enjoying what i'm doing and freer you know and what they do in a lot of schools is they'll do stations and and they'll do little groups, and they'll learn in a different way, you know. So the Oh there's a word for
0: that. What's that? Recons, recons. Yeah, there
1: you go. <laughs> that's
0: like corners, no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, so they learn, or ambience, yeah, as well. Yeah.
1: And they and they just learn. They learn in a different way, and they decide how they want to learn. And they're guided, you know. But it's child-led rather
0: than adult-led. So these are words that in you should keep an eye out for: recons, ambience, in their open doors. That was, oh, that yeah. was where I heard yeah. it all. All the questions coming from parents in yeah. Catalan or Spanish. Yeah. We're all about proyectos, yeah. like records, ambience, and you're like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah, and then you go in and you see, and you're like, and it's got records. You'll see also from the space, you know,
1: if you see, um, if you see fewer tables you know there's tables but there's fewer maybe it's much more colorful maybe the tables have um have wheels on the bottom of them so they can be moved around and wheeled into formations and wheeled away and done you know moved around It's so not just set in stone in one place and everybody sits down if there's lots of space and a few tables it's going to be more free learning and project based you know they're not going to be sat there writing their name or writing a letter to the president you know so yeah yeah, you know this is just a lot a lot freer so you'll see it from the space and i think we overthink everything like i said like we we overthink everything and we worry about everything but just use your eyes you know if your ears aren't working because of the Catalan and it's tricky you mm. know and you're, and you're new to it then use your eyes and see what you're seeing and also you get a feeling from the teachers of the type of teaching and the teachers space. that they're going to be the like, space yeah. go out and have a look at the playgrounds you know make sure you see if they've got any outside space how often they use the outside space and all else fails ask them for a day in the life you know what they do mm. every day what's a normal day and they'll normally tell you that anyway but if you want it clarified I'd ask them what they do in a normal day and if a lot of it's play or records or something like that then uh, it's
0: good one of the things that I used to do at every open doors, Mm. I took a picture of the um, horarios yeah right and you can see a lot from what it says on there whether it says maths or like Art, like with a little cute picture of a project yeah, of some yeah. Sort. but yeah they're really good things to check as well if so you're looking for project based yeah because if you might, might not be?
1: which isn't the end of the world like project based isn't the be all and end all it's the newest thing another thing that a lot of public schools have been doing which is another question to ask or listen at something to listen out for is the yeah, dreams yeah, 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 yeah we we like little godfathers yeah, yeah. and they um, but not just that also just having them integrate a little bit more with the older years and they'll spill out onto the hallway maybe and use other spaces that aren't just a classroom and uh, maybe be with the older ones which is really good for the young yeah, ones yeah, and yeah. the older yeah, ones yeah, you yeah. know it's a nice thing when
0: they integrate them a little bit more mm. so it's another thing to look for if it's something that you're interested in oh those. it should be it's, it's already mm. being amazing mm. like the one that Oscar has he speaks a bit of English yeah. you know and he teaches and he wants to speak more yeah, probably yeah with it. Oscar and, and yeah. I think Oscar having an older boy that is showing him around the school and playing basketball makes with him a bit more Confidence. It makes him feel cool, you know, yeah, as well, yeah. and it makes yeah really confident. Like yeah. gives him gives him someone to look up to in the school. It's great. Oh, yeah. Also, ask how many brothers there are. Yeah, at the open days here, yeah. they they knew yeah how many the children in the school have a brother or sister at P three level. Yeah, and it's like. If you know there's a class of twenty five, for example, in my case, twenty five children, mm-hmm. and twenty of them are going to be coming in, then it changes. It, you know, you, it changes the way you look at it. It does, yeah. It changes the way that you do you write them on the list mm. or if
1: you even put it on.
0: Okay, so once you've seen all the goals you want to see, mm-hmm. uh, or you might have one or two left, um, mm-hmm. but you writing it all down in a spreadsheet or on a yeah. list or however you can do it on yeah on post it notes on your fridge if you have to.
1: Yeah, put down your immediate feeling. Put down yeah. how many kids are in a class, put down whether you think the menu was good, you know, the food was good, was it fresh, was it catered, how much does it cost, how much does it cost, all of the costs, always important Um, put down how many brothers and sisters there are if you found that out at that stage, they might not tell you at that stage but they will tell you Um, and then um, any other questions that you have about the methodologies, how they teach, um, what if they go on excursions, where they go you know, there's so many different types of questions that that you can ask but it depends on your family what you're interested in. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay so you need to think about sit down with your husband or your partner and just think so what are we interested in what do we want for our child and then make your questions from that
0: okay so then we move on to choosing so how do you choose always always always
1: your first list needs to be your favorite to your least favorite and right. there's some that you just discount completely, and you say, "I'm not interested. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want my child mm-hmm. to go there." Mm-hmm. Um, and always start with the with the top list, top your favorite at the top, the one you liked the most. Yes, yeah, the, one, the that one that you that want is easiest to get into. No, don't even think about that. The yeah. first thing that you've got to think about is your favorite. You know, don't try and be strategic at right from the beginning because you're just going to get yourself into a mess, and you've got enough to deal with. And
0: should we should be worried about Kazakhstan Republic at this stage? No, unless it's a financial. Um, Um, issue,
1: you know? Mm -hmm. No, I think you just put down your favourites because it's the same, it's the same list for Mm -hmm. Conte in Public. So put down your favourites and then you get into the nitty gritty of last year, how many applied, what was the you know... How do you know that? You can find out from the school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So find out from them how many people applied, how many spaces there were, you know, was it oversubscribed, was it undersubscribed? Do you know what happened in the past years at that school, whether it's a popular school, uh, how whether it's increasing the amount of lines, the lines are... how many kids are in the year group how many classes so if you have four lines that's four classes in one year if you have mm-hmm. three three classes in three in in the same year um, and there's normally 25 per year group they can up it um, to 27 maximum mm-hmm. if there's a lot of call for it but yeah so that's the most important thing find out what happened before find out how many brothers and
0: sisters could Switch be going like emotional and so the first things you do are like emotional and like the real nitty gritty of what the school offers what you want what you you want want, what you're looking for Yeah. yeah yeah and then the next stage is like the data like yeah let's just let's get into this which ones are likely i suppose mm-hmm. is that is that what you're talking about like yeah which just, yeah can it's, we put it the well, ones for example we there are
1: so many variations to this and so many depends on the circumstance the area and the schools and your family it's just um just goes on forever but for example, if your top four are oversubscribed, you know, by three hundred percent, you know,
0: if last year, last year, right?
1: and all the, all four are, but your number five and six, actually, you're pretty much you pretty much like all six the same. Like you would be happy with all six. You're going to push those five and six up to the top probably because you've got more chance what of getting it You should, in. you mean? You you, you should. should you should yeah. Bec- if you're loving them all the same amount, if you love one and that one you absolutely because love, I'd always put write it at the that
0: top. Just to be clear about the choosing Mm -hmm. you're making a list yeah. of ten or, or, or one or, or two or three or four but, yeah. but sensibly you should put more than one yeah you should so you've got your list of however many yeah. up to ten up right? To 10, up yeah. to ten in the order that you like them yeah. and then you've done your research on the data to mm-hmm. see what the likelihood of you getting them mm-hmm. and that involves how many people have applied before mm-hmm. um, how many lines how many they brothers have, how many, they've yeah. got how many lines they've got just the probability of you being able to get a place yeah. like, but for example, it's not an exact like, science. No, yeah. But for example, if there's a, a school with two lines, yeah. uh, 50 places, yeah. and maybe 30 brothers or sisters taking 30 places, who still have to apply, but they've got more of a chance of getting in because they have more points. They have loads of points. It's almost guaranteed that they get a place. Almost, too. Yeah. yeah. So, and then there's, of those 50 places, there's 20 places available mm-hmm. to apply for other people. Yeah. Of those 20 places, the people with the most points will get those places. And they have put it at number one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So now let's talk about points because we've mm-hmm. got the list. Mm-hmm. We want to get into our into our chosen school. Yeah. And if not that one, then the next one, right? Mm-hmm. What's this? What are the points?
1: You get forty points if you have already got a child at that school, so a, a sibling, a sibling, a sibling yeah. at school, or you school. work there, no? Or you work there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you get forty points for that, and then thirty points if it's in your catchment area. The school's in your catchment area for your home.
0: Yeah. So your zone, your your closest. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, not necessarily. Really closest but yeah your catchment area um for, of your home 20 points if it's in the catchment area of your work yours or your partner's work and and then um 10 points for basically anyone
0: else just to give them a few points Point and then 10. there's a load of five pointers aren't there these are additional points hmm. so you add them to the base and um, so if, those 40 30 20 and 10 are your base yeah then on top of that yeah you can get there's a lot of different different
1: ones but the main ones are you've got 15 points if you are um, a single parent Mm -hmm. which you have to prove obviously but if you're a single parent or if you're familia numerosa which is you have more three or more kids yeah you get you get 15 points for that as well you get um, 10 extra points if you have um, specific disabilities or um, allergies or problems with um, problems with certain, you know, lactose. But everything needs proving, by the way. Everything point. needs yeah. proving. So if it's a medical condition, you need to have the medical note mm. from the doctor. So
0: those points um, are assigned to you mm-hmm. after you've given in your mm-hmm. application, but you can work out what points you have before you They're do. assigned
1: to you, but if you need to make sure that those additional points that's on you to to say I've got these additional points. They won't just automatically find out out and And come back to you. You have to provide documentation. Provide documentation and you need to say this is what I've got and then when you hand it in at the school or at a consortium they will say where's the documentation for that if you don't have it. You know Mm. they'll make sure that you you need to have it. But if you don't put it down and you're like hey where did my 15
0: points go? Well you didn't say it. Mm. You know so it's down. It's the onerous is on you. So standard thing is we haven't lived here before. We haven't been to the school before. We haven't Mm -hmm. Say, for example, you don't have any of the allergies, you've just got 30 points. Yeah, which is a lot of people. Yeah, Yeah. that was what I was, the case was I was like desperate for five extra points. I was just like, (laughs) where can I find them? What can I do? Um, because you just want that little differentiating mm-hmm. piece of point that mm-hmm. makes you get into mm-hmm. above all the other 30 pointers. Yeah. I just had less points than everyone. I felt that that was the But that's case. not necessarily the case. No, like The majority of people yeah. are 30 Are 30 yeah, points yeah. And, and, that's it. Yeah. and that's where And that's when you get the lottery king in. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. And so, I did mm-hmm. the phoning round on the last day. Yeah, I do that. So, because I'm not a risk taker. Yeah. So I hated... The idea of putting my faith in a, into a lottery. Yeah, um, I, I don't play the lottery. <laughs> I don't believe in yeah. chance like that, right? And uh, so, what I decided on the last day was because they were so oversubscribed on the big schools, on the public schools that I liked. Yeah, I was tossing up between the small public school and mm. and a constel that said they had two places left. Mm. And I just thought, do you know what? I like them all the same. Yeah, it was going to cost me my talent in total costs two hundred and fifty including mm-hmm. lunch mm-hmm. so i'm i feel like that's not that big a difference mm-hmm. from the public um especially when you've been paying 500 to a nursery exactly yeah the difference it really felt really yeah big. it really felt like a yeah. good thing you know so i just decided i was going to definitely get a place in one that i absolutely mm-hmm. liked and i do have friends that bounce down the list yeah yeah. and yeah. that happens a lot here a lot yeah so what happens is you don't get in your first because it's full Yep. Yeah. and then because you've put it as your second mm-hmm. you don't get in your second because it's full because it's not only got your all of all of the first choices but yeah. Yeah. got it's got all of the second choices that you've got to compete with yeah and you might even enter into a lottery f- yeah. for those so, so what's happened is you don't get into your first
1: choice the second choice obviously the people that put that down as their first choice they all get in yeah. maybe there were 99 there, there were 100 places and 99 are filled with that first place so that one place is then up for grabs by everybody who put it down as their second choice mm-hmm. and is based on your number yeah um and, if and you your don't get, points and your points and then if you don't get that one well your points stay the same so yeah points are generated from the first one that you put down Mm -hmm. if you put down one that's outside of your area then and you get like 10 points you've got 10 points for all of them even if the other ones are 30 point ones in your catchment area Mm. whereas if you put a 30 point one at the top which is in your catchment area and your second one is outside of your area and you would have got 10 points you automatically get 30 because it's from your first choice oh wow i did not know that that's
0: exciting it is but do you want to go outside of your area so it it only really really benefits you you, Next door. See, yeah. there are two amazing schools here in Badalena. There you that go. I didn't know that about. Yeah. But they were all oversubscribed as well. Well, there you go. Yeah. So then what do you do
1: with your application? Mm-hmm. So you need to go in, it'll be mid, you'll be about ten days. Um you, know, you get in April, which is mid to end of April normally. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the dates you just have to wait for on the consortium website. And um then you can either hand them in to the consorcy, I would always go to your first choice school, you know, because yeah, then they know yeah you start the relationship
0: and, and I think it's a good so that's idea. So just to be clear you take the application and all your documents t- yeah. to the the school at the top of your list your yeah. number one choice yeah. you take them there yeah. in a specific week yeah is it a week two weeks it's about ten days yeah, yeah. yeah. so you've got time you, you must do it in that time to take all your documentation yeah and no, not nasty, they go through it with you and check like <laughs> that you've got everything, or they did with me. And, yeah. I, and it was like a lot less scary than I thought it was going to be to yeah. do the application. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but they take it at the school, which I did not realise in the whole process until right at the I end that I had to go into the school because yeah. I just didn't get that part. And
1: then they'll give you like a
0: photocopy of yeah. your, your document and crack. give you some dates yeah. and um, say, you know, good luck yeah. and that sort of thing. <laughs> and then you go away yeah. and you wait right. for number yeah you just wait for your consortium mm-hmm. login thing yeah is it a consortium that yeah. yeah then to confirm all the different stages and you get mm-hmm. an email to come to uh, with all the information how every you log-in. time yeah. yeah every and every time there's like a notification you get an email saying the your points have been confirmed and then your each different stage mm-hmm. so you're just really sitting it out at yeah. that stage and then you get your lottery number yeah and then they it's a big day it's a big it's a day, really big day. and if freaky it freaks everyone out and then and everyone's, everyone's like, like what did you oh, get? what yeah, did you, what get? you get? <laughs> and um and yeah so this is a big process but once you've done your application you can't change it no right mm-hmm. and then when if you don't get into your first school they pass on the the paperwork don't they you don't have to get involved in anything the first
1: school handles you from start to finish right okay so even if you don't get in they handle the list right so um they will always be your point of contact if they want to talk to you you right, know if okay not you have to Go to consortium, mm-hmm. but they they have they know what's going on with your case if you hand it into your right. First okay, yeah. okay. So the lottery. How does that work? Mm-hmm. The lottery is a number. So basically, the lottery works off a number. It's a computer-generated number which is random. And if you've got 180,000 applications in the whole of Catalonia, then that's your top number, and it's within. It's a number within 180,000. You know, so everyone's assigned a number. Everybody's assigned a every random. Every application. Every application is assigned a number. And then this random number comes
0: out, um, which, which they publish in all the papers. Which everything. they publish, yeah, and is on the consortium uh, mm-hmm. website. So the number that's published, yeah, that is the all starting star number, star number yeah. right? Basically, that number mm-hmm. and up is good. Is good, yeah, right? Because then, and then if it goes and then it goes all the way up to the very top number and starts again at zero. Yeah, so it's like it starts doing a loop from yeah. that number up. So if you're if the randomly generated number is 46,000
1: the worst number to have is 45,999
0: yeah because you're the last one and you will not get a place ahead of anyone else no no you won't get your first place yeah
1: I mean if only 20 people apply and there's 25 spaces then you're still going to get a place because there's enough there's there's not so many applicants so you hand in your uh, the pre-enrolment form and all your documents that you need to hand in and then around about early May You get the number. The number gets... Online, everybody scrabbles, logs in, see where they are, what number they've got, and then um, and then it's just a waiting. You know, you need to wait until they come back to you via the portal that you said online. So on you the don't need to be phoning the school. No, if you phone, they won't know anything. You know, right, everybody okay. everybody tries to call because you know you're, you're worried. Nervous, yeah. You need to really difficult, easy to say, difficult to do. You need to hand in your sheet of paper and all your documents, and then relax because you've done a lot of work and you need to be proud of the fact. That you've you've done all this work and that you've really put in everything that you can do, and now it's just up to the gods, as they say, you know, and you just need to wait. Yeah, yeah. And it's a lottery, you know. If you get in, you get in, if you don't, you don't, but you've put everything into it that you can. Time to have a drink and just wait.
0: And you know about the schools now. Yeah. At this point, I was just like, you know what? And you feel a bit more confident, yeah. Because I think you're nervous that there's no good schools, and then you find out actually there's loads of great schools. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely the change that I had. I went from being like really worried about school, I'm worried about about education in general, which is why I did the unschooling podcast. Yeah, because I was really interested in learning about alternatives. Yeah, and so I was freaking out. <laughs> but actually, found out that some of them are so warm and gentle and kind, and and they're so little that at this stage, as long as it's a play environment for me, as long as it looked like they were going to have, he was going to have some fun, I was really, really going to be happy. Exactly. it's going to get a bit bigger that you need to be least vigilant in yeah. your school to, as to what's going on, and then if you're not happy you can move but I, at that stage I was like relieved
1: then you get the number and you find out what the global number is you know what the what the starting number is and you find out what number you've been assigned and then you understand a little bit more of where you could be at but you've got no idea mm-hmm. still where you've gotten into um, and then looking into mid May going into the end of May you then have to you're then told how you've done and whether you've got a space or you know where, where you've been assigned to yeah it sort of tells you which choice and then the
0: name of the school doesn't exactly, it?
1: yeah. Which choice that you've got, and then you need to wait. There's nothing that you do then, and then there's time for there's a period of time between the end of May and which is just about four or five days end of May, beginning of June which is for anybody that is wants to appeal that you know maybe they didn't get a place, maybe they want to or their points were badly assigned, or yeah, something like something that. Something happened that wasn't right, and you've got sort of four or five days to just say, Hey, hang on, wait, that's not right, you know. And then um, and then after then, about mid June time, then it comes out with the place that you've definitively got
0: everything set in stone and then you have to do your enrolment. And the, the mid June time, is that when they put the put it up on the boards? Yeah. And because you can go to your school and see at the board, yeah. on the board. Most
1: of them should do it. Some of them don't for some reason, but I think they're getting more into doing it. But yeah, they do. And it
0: just puts the list of the people that are in there or, or a list of everyone? Their number, yeah. The, the list of the number and mm-hmm. how much, how many points they had. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, and then you've got it. Yes, and then you're you're settled. And if, yes, and if you're really really unhappy, mm-hmm. what should
1: you do? If you well, you won't be really unhappy if you've got one on your list, yeah. you know, because you're not going to put down a terrible school. Yeah, this um, is
0: a very big key factor. Don't <laughs> yeah. put down schools you wouldn't want. Yeah. yeah, on the list.
1: Yeah, but the thing to take away from it is that there are really, really good public schools and contentadas in, in Catalonia, in Barcelona Where do your kids go to school? So they go to a local contentada really close to my house and when we had to choose I didn't do this job you know so it was before I'd started started the business and I was still as OCD with spreadsheets and things as I am now obviously Uh, did Um, you have a spreadsheet then girl yeah of course did you yeah 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 well I put put down all of the open days and we went to all the open days my husband was really excited obviously to go to all the open days um walked out of quite a lot which I always recommend you know if you get a bad vibe immediately walk out your time is precious oh wow Um,
0: just walk out of the massive catalan meeting of course
1: yeah yeah no I so totally should have done that
0: yeah. um and are you happy with it super happy
1: it's the school that at the time I didn't know all the schools but I'd done a lot of research and it's one that's super religious very catholic oh really yeah and I thought Oof, they're going to be praying every day which isn't my thing no. I went to a very religious school and I think I'm all right but I think you worry about that <laughs> yeah you know? <laughs> So we went there to the open day. It got a really good vibe. Also, they just introduced this new um, learning, which is like much more project based, which mm. is all the rage here at the moment. Mm. And, and the whole thing was incredible. The people were just brilliant. The love that you got from them was was amazing. And I just thought immediately, yep, yeah, that's that's the one we yeah, want to go to. It felt to. good. I didn't like
0: any others. Mm. I didn't like any other schools. Oscar goes to a really small one-line concert in Badalona, mm-hmm. He's really happy. So it's too. a great profile. And a lot of people get
1: very scared of the four lines, mm. 100 kids, my kids are one of those. Oh, really? And I just thought, oof, that's a lot of kids. But actually, he he's really sociable. Mm. He really loves that they can hang out with lots of different people. And, and you so do, do I, I've got yeah. a lot of so people like that I can
0: hang out with. The benefit of having a big school is mm. that for for your children and for you as mm. adult, there's a, just a wider range of people. It's nice, it's really,
1: really good. I was kind of terrified, I think, like everybody of the fact that we've bought a house here. My husband's from here. I never say never because I'm, you know, get scared of forever, you know. Um, But it looks like we're going to be here in that house maybe for a long time. Who knows what will happen. And I'm choosing at two years old, when he was two, I'm choosing his school for possibly the next however many years yeah, yeah. you know it's so scary. It's the first it's big time
0: one. in seven years mm. that I doubted my longevity. Mm. The first time and I'd already bought a house <laughs> like in the May yeah. and Oscar had to start school in September. Wow. And I was freaking out that we just made the mistake. Well that we were just tying ourselves to our child going into Catalan school. Yeah, and yeah. like that was a huge commitment step. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. it's bigger than buying a house. Yeah, yeah. Because you can rent this house out, mm-hmm. you can move away, you can do whatever. You've got more control. You can, and it's a big step. But what I think my biggest learning curve is is it doesn't have to be forever. It doesn't. Right? And also there are people worried. You put worrying. so much pressure mm. on this year. That's how I felt. I felt yeah. like this decision was for the rest of my child's life. Like <laughs> that then made me have to commit to being here as well for the rest of my child's life. Yeah. It was like a huge, a bit like a wedding or something. Yeah. <laughs> like I, had, I had jitters, you yeah. know. I was like, it was really heavy, questioning my commitment to to Catalonia and the Catalan language and the Catalan culture and, uh, and it was a big step. I did it and I feel good about it now, exactly. really good exactly. and I also feel like whatever it, languages Oscar yeah. has this year whatever school he goes to this year or next year or for five years or for ten years even is a benefit for him he's yeah. going to be benefited by having multiple languages.
1: I say to clients all the time if you don't get it right or you feel it's not right you can move them because even though we think that that's the worst thing and we've failed because we've made this choice and it hasn't worked out and we've got to move on actually there's loads of benefits from moving schools for kids as well you know yeah. they, they get to so, re-socialize they get to try out new things mm-hmm. and different teachers and different way of learning and thinking so it's not it's not the end of the world what
0: have you learned from all the children you've helped place in school Oh,
1: I've learned that parents are so caring and desperately want to do the best by their kids, and it's just beautiful to see. I've learned that people are really open to new experiences, and more open than they think they will be at the start of the experience. Families have just taught me that there's a lot of flexibility, you know, in the way that they think and what they want for their kids, and it's just nice. It's a it's a great job to have to see all these kids go off to their first day of schools, and I get sent photos. And and oh, get updates nice. on how they're doing, you know. And I've had a couple that haven't, it hasn't worked out quickly or easily for them, and it's been a difficult process, and don't expect it to be easy. The first month, especially if you're moving at the same time as you're starting school, mm-hmm. it's a lot for the kids to deal with, and they might, you know, really push back for a month or so. But then all of them, I haven't had one that hasn't then, after a month, a month and a half, then been like, loving it. You know, so give yourself time. Yeah. You, know, you need time. You need time to fit everything in and change and start. It's a whole new adventure. So but just be flexible. You, be flexible. Give yourself time and give them time. Yeah. You know? They'll mm. get they'll get into it and they'll get used to it and then we've just
0: gotta catch up. Yeah. <laughs> so is there one piece of personal advice to parents about the start of the pre inscription? Process.
1: Just get organised, do your list and think about what you want for your family. And if you don't want what everybody else wants, it's not the end of the world. You know, people feel pressured to do all this project based or whatever, but maybe it's not for them and they find a school that doesn't officially do it, but it's still great for them.
0: So just remember what you want Hmm. and do what's good for your family. So if someone is completely lost by this and they need help Mm -hmm. uh, language wise, timing wise, Mm Just busyness. Like if they can't go to any of the open days or anything, like something Mm -hmm. is stopping them from being able to do this process. Mm -hmm. How can you help? People
1: get in contact with me in December or January, and then I will sit down with them, talk to them, meet their family, meet the kids or kid, and then talk about what they do as a family, how they work as a family, what they're looking for. It gives me an idea of the type of schools that would be good for them. I know a lot of the schools, obviously, so I can immediately discard. Not schools that they're not gonna like in mm. their area so they don't have to go to all of the open days. Mm-hmm. And then I will put together a list of all the schools in their catchment area. I won't talk them through it because I don't want to push my views of schools immediately onto people. They need to make up their own mind first. Yeah, yeah. When they've seen it, made up their mind about it, they can then ask me questions and I'll answer them from my point of view because I know the schools, and then I will give them a list of the open days. I will say, good luck, you know. I can't do it for them, they've got to do it, and I just guide them through the whole process so when the dates come up I say right we need to sit down I need to have your list I need you to tell me how you're doing every time they come out of an open day they give me feedback on the school and I write it down and, and put it in the in the spreadsheet and then we do the list together and I go with them to um, put the forms in if they're still unsure just before this then I'll book some meetings in to go and see two or three of the schools again to get more privately. of an in depth privately mm-hmm. and I'll go with them for language or just support then we do the list and I help them with all the documentation that they need and go and hand in everything with them and then we wait and I constantly refresh for each of my clients constantly (laughs) like it's a busy busy day like come on what number have they got where are they yeah wow and I help them until the end so it's a long old process and I'm with all my clients from the beginning of January until some September or most of them end of June okay so it's a six month process that's really helpful
0: isn't it yeah any questions or doubts or anything then we just go back and forward you know yeah okay brilliant thank you very much Kat wonderful interview thank you so much so much information thank you for inviting me that was the interview thank you so much for listening I hope you enjoyed it and if you did subscribe on iTunes for all future episodes all the links can be found on omotherbarcelona.com follow us and get involved on Instagram and Facebook at Oh Mother Barcelona. And again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic day.